A key component of the modern world economy, the chemical industry delivers products and innovations to enhance everyday life. It is also an industry in transformation, where chemical executives and workers are delivering growth and industry-changing advancements while responding to pressures from investors, regulators, and public opinion. Discover how leading companies are approaching these challenges here on The Chemical Show. Join Victoria Meyer, president of Progressio Global and host of The Chemical Show, as she speaks with executives across the industry and learns how they are leading their companies to grow, transform, and push industry boundaries on all frontiers. Here's your host, Victoria Meyer. Today, I'm really excited to be talking with my friend, Calvin Emanuel. Calvin is VP and general manager of Net Zero Solutions for Ecolab. Calvin has spent 25 years in the chemical industry at companies including Shell and BASF, and now he's at Ecolab. Calvin's a chemist by training and has a real passion, not just for chemicals and the chemical industry, but also for helping introduce chemistry and continuing to see that we have a successful pipeline of chemists and people interested in supportive chemical industry. So we will be talking about that and more as we get into the podcast. So Calvin, welcome to the chemical show. Victoria, thank you for having me. And I look forward to our conversation today. Awesome. Well, we're glad to have you here. So let's just jump right in and just, you know, you've had a very long career in chemicals. What got you interested in the chemical industry in the first place? And what's kept you here? You know, Victoria, I think this is a great starting point because for me, there's a common thread throughout the past 25 years. And it starts off with an understanding of wanting to understand how things work and then how can you use that knowledge in an applied format? And then how can you use that that same knowledge to create value for a customer? So if you take those three points and think about my career, it started off in the 10th grade. I had an amazing chemistry instructor, Fletcher Williams, and I wanted to know how things work. He gave me that foundational understanding of what chemistry was and kind of lit a fire in me that continued going forward. I then went on to undergraduate at Auburn, where I'm a War Eagle, proud alum of Auburn University. And then it took me on to graduate school at Wayne State University, where I graduated with a PhD. And when I think about my work at Wayne State, it was really about, okay, now I understand how things work. Now I've learned how to start to use that knowledge in an applied fashion to solve problems, which then led me into industry where I worked for BASF and Shell. And it was really there where I had that commercial bug of saying, aha, I can take this knowledge and create value you know, for our customers. And it's kind of led me through my career into where I work today uh, for Ecolab. And so I'm glad to have these opportunities, but there's that common thread of understanding science and putting it to good use. That's awesome. So, you know, you've recently moved to Ecolab, I guess a little over a year ago, and you've gone from what I would consider very manufacturing and product focused organizations to one that's really service oriented. And certainly I think in the part of the business that you work in, what's been the biggest surprise about that? Victoria, I tell you, the biggest surprise for me really came down to the breadth of the industries that Ecolab serves. I mean, if you think about it, we service everything from power companies to chemical plants, to refining, to paper, to mining, to data centers, to food and beverage, to transportation. It's the breadth of what we do that I found really most surprising. But then as you dig down a layer below that breadth, it's really the fact and what you really highlighted on that we are a service oriented company. And it starts with our massive sales force and RD&E experts, which is around 25,000 people. 
and they work hand in hand with our customers around the globe to really focus on how do we solve problems at their sites, utilizing our hands-on knowledge, but digital and bringing this all together. That's awesome. I'm probably most familiar maybe with the business that you're part of, Nalco Water. When I was in manufacturing, Nalco was servicing one of the plants I was at, right? That's where my introduction came. Is there a common theme around water and water chemistry that flows across Ecolab, or is it really just more around this service orientation? No, it really is water. Water is the tie that binds Ecolab and Nalco Water together. So if you think of Nalco Water, they are the service arm that's really focused on service and process chemistries. And Ecolab brings in broader global hygiene and some of the more non-manufacturing type operations. But it's still the breath, but the common tie is water. Interesting. So one of the other things I think that's interesting, I've been talking with a lot of folks this year about just the customer experience, right? So I think inherently we all understand the customer experience is important. We understand that as consumers, often across the chemical industry, it's uh, maybe not appreciated so much, right? So it's often undervalued because people perceive that it's really a product and performance and price play that matters. And yet we know that the customer experience, how you do business with your customers really matters. And this seems like it's something that Ecolab has figured out. It's really more about understanding the needs and making sure we're addressing those, the challenges they have. Let me give you just an example that kind of put it a little more concrete terms. So in the power industry, we actually work with power companies utilizing um, some of our our trademark products, Pureate and 3D Tracer and Omni. But ultimately, what we're really doing is, is we're providing them the equipment and water treatment to help them provide safe, clean, low cost energy to protect the environment. And so it's really focused on where do they have the problems? And how can we provide the technology to address the problems? And for them, this is really about reducing water to minimize chemical consumption and waste and reducing the chemicals overall environmental impacts. If you look at what we've enabled in terms of annual savings, you know, we've saved 1.5 billion gallons of water and roughly 11 million kilowatt hours of energy. So a lot of energy, a lot of water, and they're all tied together. Wow, that's really interesting. And I think a lot of companies are sometimes threatened by the idea of helping their customers use less, right? Because again, because it ties back to the value is in the product as opposed to the value is in the overall experience and the results that can be derived from it. Yeah. And you know, Victoria, I'll tell you, I think this for me has been a great learning experience because I'm so often used to looking at how many KT of product we can move and now having to focus on outcomes, especially the outcomes of our customers. That's been a great space. And also learning that water is so intimately tied to energy. Yeah. If you think about it, water is related to roughly 10% of the global emissions are related to water in some way or form. And that's whether you're, it's using a storage or distribution, or you're heating it or cooling it, there's a lot of energy that gets engaged in water and how it's applied throughout an operation. And if you can optimize on water, you can also lead to optimized outcomes for greenhouse gases and energy consumption. That's really interesting. And that's a great segue. So, you know, the energy industry is in transition and in transformation. And and with the energy industry, the chemical industry is also in transformation. And, you know, significant shifts away from fossil fuels, a view of 
more green, if you want to call it green. I think that's a bit of an oxymoron, but we'll just call it green energy. How does that affect? Because obviously you guys are serving large components of the energy industry, refining power, et cetera. How does that affect you guys? Victoria, and if you think about, I mean, our core focus is to deliver solutions for our customers. And if that's what we're trying to do, we're able to adapt to the changes around the world. So as you talk about a global environment, we have customers that are in water-scarce environments. Look, for those type customers, we're willing to help them figure out how they can have zero liquid discharge solutions so that they can still maintain and grow their operations without requiring additional water. In areas where there may be a higher focus on emissions and greenhouse gases, we're able to make that tie between water and energy and how if you optimize on water, you're going to ultimately optimize on greenhouse gas emissions. And so we can help customers in those regions. So it's just a function of where they are and what are their needs and drivers. And we have the solution set and toolbox to really help address those problems. We'll be right back. Today's episode is sponsored by Palmer Holland. The whole world is a little crazy right now. Get your world back in control by partnering with the premier North American specialty chemical and fine ingredient distributor. Palmer Holland helps you control the chaos by providing unfiltered communication, global sourcing solutions, regulatory support, and unmatched flexibility. Visit Palmer Holland in booth 2074 at the American Coding Show and find the support you've been looking for. Got it. That's interesting. So let's talk about net zero solutions, which I think is maybe what you're alluding to. And this is, I guess, as of January, your new title includes net zero solutions. What does it mean to Ecolab and what does that mean for the industry? So often in the chemical industry, most folks think of net zero solutions as being a carbon-based focus. But here, I'm really talking about net zero water, which is all about reducing water and energy to improve the environment, save money, and help businesses and communities become more resilient in a changing time. And so for us, this is really about how do we address our customers' challenges that want to achieve net zero? Because for us, it starts with water. And if we can help optimize on water, we can help optimize their energy, which gets them closer to their overall goals. Is this a Western world focus? So I feel like a a lot of the net zero, when we talk about it, not just water, but when we think about emissions, et cetera, feels like a more developed world focus area, as opposed to, you know, when you look across the globe, how do you see that playing out? Water and net zero. I mean, these are global climate issues. And we've got to figure out how to solve the problems on a global basis or else, fortunately, it's not like what we do on one part of the world doesn't impact the rest. This is a common community and we've got to solve the, develop solutions on a global basis. And for us, I mean, there's nothing more fundamental, whether you're in a developed or developing world of having access to clean water, whether that be for supporting your own livelihoods or supporting the industries in your area. And you've just got to recognize that climate, energy, and water all link together. And you've got to be able to solve that, that, that triangle. Interesting. And, you know, I think about water somewhere, it falls into uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? It's probably at the base, the core of what people <laughs> need to subsist on. So that's good. 
And I mean, Ecolab has long had a real sustainability focus, and I suppose this fits in, or maybe how does this fit into their sustainability focus? Victoria, you're absolutely right. I actually joined Ecolab, and there was a couple of key things that, that drew me here. And one of those was the focus on sustainability. And so early on, I learned about our focus on people health, planet health, and business health. If you think about when we talk about people health, at Ecolab, this is really focused on how can we make sure the food that gets delivered is clean, sanitary, and produced in the most efficient manner possible. Business health is kind of a third outcome that's important as well, because we recognize that our customers have to be able to have sustainable businesses. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we all need money. We want business to keep going. Yeah. Exactly. So we've got to be able to help our customers achieve their business outcomes. And then there's Planet Health, which is really about how do we deliver sustainability and net zero solutions? And for me, I mean, that is core to what my role is really about. I mean, I'm extremely fortunate that I'm able to work with our industrial businesses to help their customers achieve their net zero water goals. And I get the pull from engineering, from our digital group and a marketing team to really help to make sure we've got the right solutions that meet those needs. And so for me, that's super fun, exciting. It makes me glad to come to work every day. So one of the things I was talking with somebody else earlier today about in this whole business health, planet health, net zero focus, it feels like a lot of the conversation is happening with the largest companies. Um, and it's not yet trickled down to some of the midsize and smaller companies. Would you agree with that? Or do you see it happening across your footprint of customers? I'd say we see it happening more broadly. And that's really because if you think about sustainability, it is very highly correlated to efficiency. I oftentimes think about it as a coin with two sides, sustainability and efficiency. And if you're doing sustainable operations, that means you're producing more and using less. And I can't tell you, you know, if you have a company that wants to produce more using more versus somebody who wants to produce more using less, I'm betting on the more efficient, more sustainable company in the long run. Makes sense. Ultimately, what we really want to get to. And I think for Ecolab, this is just tied back to what it is we want to do in this space of being sustainable leaders. Awesome. That's cool. All right. So I'm going to turn the tide a little bit. So you are a board member for the, of the Chemical Education Foundation. And I know that you've been very active in CEF for many years. So can you tell us a little bit about CEF and why it's important to you? So CEF is one of these things that I have an absolute passion for. And for me, CEF's overall mission is to make science fun and get kids engaged early on so that they are science literate and can support in STEM fields later on in their lives. And I think for me, I'm excited to support CEF because I fully recognize if I had not had a teacher who got me excited about science, I wouldn't be here where I am today. And for me, this is a chance for me to give back and really focus on those pillars of CEF, which are really focused on how do you help teachers give good hands-on science education at that K through five level where they may not have the right tools? How do we provide tools in general so that if students weren't in a school setting and they wanted to do more of hands-on science and get excited, we have tools for them. And then we also have a national kind of quiz format, a national format where kids can compete in STEM literacy. 
And it's just great to get a chance to see kids from across the nation get a chance to compete and show how great they do in these areas. But I could talk about CEF forever because, you know, I get excited about it. And I think it has such an opportunity to make a huge impact for not just the kids in the community, but for also the industries that are in those communities as well. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think we need to help develop good community members who appreciate the chemistry around them, right? Exactly. So it crosses broadly, whether you're in the industry or whether you are just a consumer of the industry, we need to have that knowledge spread broadly. Look, if you can help increase the skill set of the teachers in your community or around you, it's a great way. You start to build people that understand the value and the benefits that chemistry can begin at an early age. You know, I think that's great for us and especially supporting the communities in which we all work and live. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's awesome. So what's next for you and for Ecolab? What do we see playing out in 2022 and beyond? For me, this is the exciting part. We've just kicked off Net Zero Solutions, but I'll tell you, we have clear goals over the next 10 years so that we will continue to be sustainability leaders. We have what I think are fairly aggressive goals from an Ecolab perspective that target around water and climate and demonstrate how we can help drive the positive results for our customers and their surrounding communities. And if I just kind of look back and say, you know, that's kind of the future look. But if I look back, I can tell you, we've actually made significant progress towards the achievement of our 2030 goals. We're roughly 62% of the way to achieving our 2030 goals. That sounds precise and not rough, by the way, but okay. <laughs> I'm a chemist and, you know, I, it's pretty- You it's, like yes. your numbers. I'm good with that. I like that. Yeah. And we're roughly 30% of the way towards our water use and reduction goals. And so that was as of 2020. So we're getting there. Yeah, that's pretty big. But I think the key thing for us is, is we recognize there's more to do. And it's really about how do we focus on our customers and helping them achieve their goals. That's awesome. Well, Calvin, thank you. I am glad we finally got to get connected and record a podcast. And I know others are going to be super excited about that as well. So thank you for joining us on The Chemical Show. Victoria, thank you so much. I'm glad to have a chance to join you. And yeah, I look forward to seeing more new and great podcasts coming out of The Chemical Show as well. Absolutely. Thank you. And thanks to everyone for listening today. Keep listening, keep sharing the podcast, follow us on all your favorite podcast players and more. Thanks. We've come to the end of today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and want to learn more. Simply visit thechemicalshow.com for additional information and helpful resources. Join us again next time here on The Chemical Show with Victoria Meyer.